This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience First-hand, the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the first of a series of special following on podcasts from within the England camp here in Amsterdam for the three-match one-day international series against the Netherlands. I'm John Jackson sitting on a very sunny outfield here in a very leafy part of the city and there have been a lot of changes since the last one-day series last summer against Pakistan with former Australian women's cricket coach the hugely successful Matthew Mott taking over that coaching role after it was split as Rob Key came in as managing director of England cricket. England are also Hampered with injuries to their bowling attack, with eight fast bowlers missing from all formats of the game, including Jofra Archer, Saqib Mahmood, and of course Mark Wood. On the positive side, Joss Butler is in the squad, fresh from scoring over 800 runs for Rajasthan Royals in the IPL. And of course, we all know what Jason Roy, Dawid Milan, and Moeen Ali can do when they're seeing the ball well. The whole series is exclusive to Talksport 2, and we'll bring you all of the reaction here on the following on podcast from Talksports. Well, I'm sitting here in a very empty stadium on Thursday afternoon. We've got the Netherlands players warming up behind me. We've got a rather major airport just to the side of us, which we'll discuss in just a second. But obviously, I'm not a local here. I don't know what's going on. But luckily, there is a Barmy Army member called Kate Holdsworth who has joined me. And Kate, you moved here in 2003, and I believe that the celebration's all around for the last three weeks. Uh, that's right. I, uh, I got my Dutch passport, rescinded my British one three weeks ago, and uh, I'm very, very proud of it. So the first question I guess I have to ask you is, who are you supporting here? You, I mean, you're a Barmy Army member, so surely you're uh, supporting the, uh, the English. No, I'm definitely supporting the Netherlands. Um, I'm, I'm an honorary member of the Barmy Army, but it's not uh, exclusive to actually only support England. 
Okay, well, I mean, like, we're sat here now and everything looks fantastic. We've, we've got grounds people mowing the lawns. We've got the stands up nicely. We've got uh, what looks like hospitality being arranged here and people very, very hastily putting up signs. Uh, I mean, why did you move to the Netherlands and why, why have you got uh, the, the Dutch citizenship now? Uh, why I came here, I'm going to be totally honest, is that uh, my time was done. I was working in the city of London and I'd begun to hate it. Uh, I luckily got booted out of my job and I was willing to go anywhere. But I got uh, a job here and I've loved it ever since. Makes a lot of sense. So it leads me to the question of... The Netherlands is, is actually a country which has a, a big history in cricket. Back into back to the 1860s, I, I looked up. How much cricket have you actually seen here, other than maybe the national team even? Well, I'm actually the scorer for the first team here at uh, VRA. So this is our home ground. And I've been doing that for six or seven years. So the majority of my cricket watching has been during those past six or seven years. Um, I'll be totally honest, when I came here, I didn't really know there was actually any cricket on. Um, It wasn't something... I could have obviously gone and sorted it out, but I didn't. And it wasn't until there was a, I think there was a three-way international tournament with Ireland and somebody else in 2013, I think it was, that really sort of sparked the whole interest again. So in terms of the actual cricket scene, obviously a lot of people, as much as they'll watch England, they'll watch international cricket, they'll play maybe village pub cricket. Is there that kind of scene here? Um, there's what we call Zami cricket, which stands for Saturday afternoon um, cricket, really. It's, uh, that's, that's the social side of it, uh, Saturday middag. And uh, I, I guess that's, that's something quite similar. It is very sociable. There's lots of beers involved. Um, but, you know, in terms of the village green thing, it doesn't happen. You have to understand here how small cricket is. You know, there's only seven grass wickets in the entire country. So everybody else is playing on matting and they're often sharing their grounds with football grounds, hockey grounds. It's really not ideal. So VRA here is one of the the small uh, number of actual cricket grounds that are not used for anything else. I've been for a little walk here and it seems like, you know, I found a a local pub. So there's a bit of familiarity there for the 7,000 Barmy Army members that are coming down. I did warn the pub. They were a little bit uh, taken aback at the numbers I gave them. But it it seems like a a nice part of town. Well, it is. It's it's on the border. And um, as I said to you earlier, the the border is um, marked by a coffee shop which does not sell coffee. And the, the local pub, the 1890, uh, is also there. And that is actually the only pub nearby. So it's actually quite a residential area, but it's a very, very green area. Um, but what people coming here need to know is that there's no nearby supermarket. There is no nearby ATM um, and one pub. So uh, the the other the, the well the next nearest pub is not that far. It's only a ten minutes walk, but it's going into Amstelveen itself rather than back into Amsterdam. It's a little bit of a stereotype, but obviously people love a bike around here, and I've noticed a lot of people cycling. Is is that how the locals will be getting to the game? Is it by bike? Of course, hundred percent. No, no other way. Uh, unless people are coming, uh, I think a few of the officials don't live in Amsterdam. They may pick up a parking 
a permit or something like that. But uh, no, anything that's within 15 kilometres, people will, will cycle. Some of my colleagues here from the, the other sort of uh, media people will speak to uh, a chap in just a second from PA about what he thinks about the actual game itself. But they've, they're staying in a local hotel and they've said exactly what you've said there. They've said there's nothing around here. Now, I'm very lucky. I'm staying in an Amsterdam in the, in the centre of town. You know, I'm, I'm having the full experience. So I've got to ask you, you know, obviously the canals are very famous in Amsterdam. Is, there, is it a possibility you could actually, you know, you could skipper a boat all the way down here? I know that I've seen that there is some water just, uh, just behind us here. That's not an option. I'm afraid there is no waterway directly from uh, Amsterdam to come up here. I thought you were going to actually just say, can you skipper a boat? Um, and you can. You can, you can actually go and skipper a boat in the same way, um, uh, sort of like Airbnb, but it's for boats. <laughs> Well, I'm now with David Payne. This is your third call up to an England squad. So far, no appearances. So, it must be third time lucky, right? <laughs> I'm hoping so, I guess. But um, now, every time I, I get up, you know, selected for a squad, it's still still really amazing. Just amazing to be part of this environment again. And um, yeah, feel very lucky to be here. In terms of being called up and, and being involved in the squad, how is the mood in the squad for for this uh, set of games? It seems like everyone's fairly positive and probably buoyed on by what the test team have done as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this white was squad have obviously been really prolific I guess over the last however many years and um, yes that's that's no different they come with a lot of confidence and excitement into every into every series um, and I say that's why I feel very lucky to be part of this this environment and um, like you say it's it's no different there's a lot of energy and excitement and buzz about about this series as well. There's also a lot of aeroplanes uh, here, here on the outskirts of Amsterdam. Um, I've just seen Luke Wood training in the gym just putting in that extra bit of time and obviously he's one of the uncapped players alongside you in, in the squad. Have you helped him at all? Well, obviously you know coming into the England team is probably quite a daunting thing given you know their stature in the world of cricket. Yeah I guess helping the way that I think but like the most boys did for me and that they've all done for him as well is just welcoming him into the group and make him feel a part of it um I, you know in terms of the Crete stuff he's here for a reason and he's here because of what he does and he just needs to do that I think that would be my only message but at the moment you know he's he's settled in very nicely and um I say for me, it was the same for me that it's a quite an easy group to to settle into the way they welcome you in. In terms of your own opportunities, have you had any inklings from the captain, maybe maybe the new coach, as to whether you'll be playing in the first game on Friday? Unfortunately, not at the moment. I, I'm still very unaware and I'm not sure what the team is for tomorrow yet. We hear lots of different sports when players find out that they're in the team you know sometimes you know when we hear lots of stories for football it's just a team sheet goes up on the wall or, or whatever what's the process here in the in the one day squad how, how early do you find out that you'll be playing? I think I imagine I'll know by the end of training today um, I think Morgs likes to get around individually and just let guys know so it's not just a case of you've been picked then he lets you know your role and and yeah where you'll be performing for the side so um, as I say by some guys I guess the, the stalwarts like your butlers and Roy I guess might have even known yesterday um, but uh, as I say uh, at the very least it'll probably be, be by the end of training today It's no secret that England have got a lot of injury issues when it comes to fast bowlers do you feel that that's given you uh, a little bit of a, 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 a sort of jump up the ladder as such I mean not to not to talk you down in terms of your abilities or anything like that but as much as it's bad for those players it must be kind of reassuring for you with, with eyes on the future No of course I th- uh, like you say you're very aware that I know guys like Woody and Wokesy and, and Joff uh, are injured and they're, they're world-class talent and um, like you say it's just it's nice to be just a part of the pool of bowlers um, to be a part of that selection and um, I guess injuries are a part of cricket and a, a huge part of being a bowler and then 
you know, I was disappointed to be. I was one of the injured, injured guys in March and April, um, and unfortunately, that's as I say, just part and parcel. So, like I say, I know there are guys that are injured, but it's you can only <laughs> deal with what you've been handed, I guess. And I'm no, as I say, I'm just delighted to be here. The opponents here, the Netherlands, not a lot of people, the casual cricket fan will probably know next to nothing. And obviously, some of some of the guys here, I know Owen Morgan's played against the captain Peter before when they were when they were kids as a, a photo doing the rounds. How much do you know about these players here? A lot of the the players that you've probably played against at county level are actually still back in England playing for their counties. Yeah, like I say, so not a huge amount, but um, that's why we you have the analysis team and the the setup. So I'll, I'll you know if I am playing, I'll definitely be reading up on their batters and, and getting to know them, looking at some footage. And I guess the main thing is certainly not to underestimate a team like Holland. It's very easy to to think of them as an associate nation, but um, you've seen in the past they can easily easily turn you over if you don't turn up on the day. So um. I'll be certainly treating it like every other game. Now, looking at the boundaries, there's uh, one boundary in particular that looks very, very short. We know they've been putting netting up to make sure that the balls don't go in the canals. Uh, I mean, that must be quite exciting for you as a, a member of a team with some pretty big hitters, but also as a bowler. Is that a bit of a worry for you? I guess the nice thing, there is a short short side, but then at the same time, the, the width of the boundaries across the square look quite quite long, so it's almost like you've got something for the batters and something for the bowlers, um, which is always nice, I think. Um, but as you say, so it, it's exciting on both sides that... I can watch the likes of Roy and Butler and Livingston um, target that short boundary and see how they go about it and then as a bowler try and defend that and get hit to the long side and finally we've obviously seen a video of Joe Root and uh, well members of the England test team in the kebab shop I, I mean for the smile on your face I could tell you've seen it as well you know as Owen Morgan suggested that if we get a 3-0 win of this series he might take you somewhere in Amsterdam there's been no conversation of that and such but you know if you, if you get a win like that why not enjoy yourselves I'm sure it, you know the environment uh, the situation will dictate that and if those boys obviously had a few days off and it was actually nice to see them enjoying each other's company and just enjoying a victory together well look there's a lot of places selling chips here in this city I've learned so uh, hopefully if you get that win and maybe you get that first cap you can treat yourself to some chips and mayonnaise David thank you for joining me thank you very much when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. 
In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, I'm still sat here on the boundary with Kate Holdsworth, honorary Barmy Army member and, uh, well, new uh, Netherlands citizen. I mean, what's the buzz been around this big summer of cricket? Because it's not just England that are coming to the Netherlands. No, that's right. We've already had three ODIs against the West Indies last week, which was, uh, which was hugely exciting for me. I, I would say that everybody that's involved in cricket in this country is just like, wow, we've got these 11 games, we've got Pakistan coming, we've got New Zealand coming. And we're never going to have a summer like this ever again. So to, to, to me and to all by the, the, the players, the coaches and everyone involved in cricket, it's, it's just a massive, massive thing. Unfortunately, the, the getting out to the Dutch people is a little bit harder. See, that was going to be my next question in terms of it is an impressive summer of cricket. And do we think that Dutch cricket is, is going to suddenly see a huge surge in interest or is it, is it still struggling? Obviously, the Dutch national football team is still doing, well, they're, they're back to doing OK after a bit of a rocky period in the, in the last few years or so. Is it, ever, is it ever going to take off in the levels it should? No, that's my short answer. It's, it's very, very difficult because the, the Dutch mentality is very much based on hockey and football and even like rowing and cycling and, and cricket. A lot of Dutch people don't even know what the word is, never mind that it's even a sport. So it, it, it is very, very difficult. But it's, it's a bit of a vicious circle because there is no media attention. For these games themselves, there's been no advertising. And uh, I'm sorry, but I don't include social media as advertising because in order to watch the social media, you've got to be following it. And if you're following it, you're already interested in cricket, so you know the games are going on anyway. You know, if I spoke to somebody who lives 200 metres away, they probably won't know that anything's even going on. And the thing is, is that something that surprised me earlier is I got a taxi here, and I was lucky in that the taxi driver was a, a Dutch man of Pakistani origin. So when I put in cricket on the app, he was, oh, hang on, you're going to the cricket. And obviously... He was a big cricket fan, we got chatting. He didn't even know it was on, which seems like a bit of a surprise. It's not a surprise to me, unfortunately, but um, that is exactly how the, the, the case is. You know, it's still a sport that's very much attracting expats. There's a huge amount of expats from, from everywhere, from South Africa, from New Zealand, from Australia, from England, of course. And it's basically these, uh, let's just say these uh, people are, um, are the ones that it might get to. But even so... The Pakistani or the Afghanistanis or the Indian, they're not being reached. Yeah, I speak to a lot of people and when I tell them that I'm involved in cricket at VRA and it's in the woods, it's like, whoa, the eyes light up and say, can we come and play? And so, you know, at this particular club, there is a, a lot of age groups. And, uh, you know, Peter Boren, who's just over there at the moment, yeah, he, he oversees the coaching for the, for the entire club. And we get an enormous amount of expats that are very much interested in, um, in, in the cricket. But 
reaching them is so difficult. That was going to be my question, actually. How, how have you made your cricket mates? Because obviously doing the scoring and, and being involved and having lived here for so long, I imagine you have quite a, you know, a good amount of cricket mates. Is it, is it the kind of thing, it's a bit underground, it's a bit niche, you've got to be part of certain membership groups on social media. I mean, how have you, you, know, how have you made friends that you can discuss the games with? Uh, very good question. I mean, for me personally, being the kind of personality I am, I just came down here and started watching cricket and drinking beer and uh, you soon just meet everyone because for for the average match which is played here a league match 50 overs you're only going to get 25 30 supporters so you you get to talk to people everyone that's involved pretty much everyone yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly and you know it wasn't until i i put my name out there about scoring that um you know I, i sort of came part of the first team as such and I travel with them, um, of course, and go through all the ups and downs of any sporting team. Owen Morgan, do you, do you still think he should be the England captain? He's not been in great form. I think uh, mid-40s is his best score this year. I think this is a brilliant series for him, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, if he fails in these three ODIs, I think uh, people will start talking. He hasn't had any form of, of later. Uh, everybody knows that. But he, everybody also knows that he's an exceptional captain. Whether he's going to really need all of those skills, I'm not sure. But he's got a, a pretty good team. You know, if you take Ben Stokes and Johnny Burstow out of it, he's pretty much got everybody he wants to be here and i'm terrified well i mean i don't know but it doesn't look like a particularly short boundary but it's not a long boundary here in amsterdam so uh, you're expecting some of the players to tee off a little bit maybe uh yes the um the, the long boundary uh so over long on and long off that's a that's quite a, a short boundary and I, I have actually advised the club to put um, quite a few volunteers on the other side because over the sight screen there's actually a canal which which is has got netting over it because otherwise we would have just hundreds of, uh, of, of lost balls but there is a path over that and then our, actually our second team pitch and I think we need sort of spotters out there to uh, to, to collect the ball off Joss Butler frequently <laughs> uh, well I guess uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll get our commentary team on TalkSport 2 to look out for those guys don't forget obviously the commentary of the first one day international 9.30 all the build up begins on Friday morning on TalkSport 2 you can listen online uh, on your smart speaker of course or you can download the free TalkSport mobile app which is the easiest way to listen there's probably going to be some people sat in this ground listening that way uh, when the game is being played uh, I'm also going to bring in now David Charlesworth David is a cricket journalist from the Press Association we've been uh, sharing a few stories uh, while we watch the players warming up today and, and David what do you first of all make of this England squad they brought out here well it's a it's a three batch one day international series where that squad could quite easily be for three 2020s you have five fast five left arm fast bowlers in there many of whom have, have, have been untested Luke Wood is uncapped. Reese Toppy hasn't had a great deal of experience. David Payne, too, is, un- is uncapped. I would say the baton, Sean of the likes of Johnny Bairstow and Ben Stokes after their superb heroics at Trent Bridge the other day, it probably should take care of itself. England have vast reserves of talent in that in their batting ranks. Phil Salt could partner Jason Roy at the top of the order. Darwin Milan could come in, could come in at three. England really are spoiled for choice with, when it comes to the baton. You kind of might have forgotten that last summer they had to get an entirely new squad what with the the covid isolation the covid bubble kind of situation so as you mentioned there whoever england bring there's a lot of confidence that they can do the job now when you look at the opponent in the netherlands are they 
the kind of team that are an unknown quantity or are they you know just not a team that's going to pose England much of a threat we say this about England but we all remember the uh, the famous Scotland result Scotland put up well over 300 in the ball and, and England couldn't quite chase it down England have a bit of a, a weakness when it's come to facing the Netherlands in the past albeit in the 2020 form I think they've lost a couple of World Cup fixtures against them Owen Morgan would be the first to say you can't take any team for granted and I think that Scotland result shows shows just that the other thing is, obviously, we've seen in the uh, the series that the Netherlands have just played with the West Indies. Although they did lose all three games, you know, they weren't whitewashes. They were, yeah, they were, at least one of them was relatively close. The other two, maybe not so close. So, you know, they can't really can't underestimate them in terms of their form as well. No, of course not. Um, you know, the West Indies are a very very good one day side a very good uh, limited overs side, as they showed when they beat England out in Barbados in January. I think it was. Um, the Netherlands will will provide a, a stiff test. Um, they're on the home patch. They know conditions better than England. I mean, I, can't, I don't know whether any England players played out here except for maybe Owen Morgan, but that was probably a long time ago when he played for Ireland. So they can't it can't be underestimated. Do you think everyone's going to get a run out with you know it, it not being the sort of A grade opponents? And obviously, you know, this is one day internationals, but we do have the T Twenty World Cup coming up, and it'll be it'll be good to see how some of these people perform in the limited overs games for England. Uh, that's a good question. Or Morgan has, I would say, not traditionally just pick people for the sake of picking people once he sort of settles on an 11 he tends to give them the full run of the series I would say you don't just get picked just just you know because they the feel sorry for you at this level you know you really have to earn your opportunity earn, earn your stripes at this level and I, I, it's the same for these three fixtures as I said you can't take the Netherlands for granted based on their form even though they've got narrowly beaten by the West Indies and, and England's occasional propensity to, to maybe maybe not look past the opposition but to have the occasional hiccup again I go back to that Scotland fixture just I mean that was the same year they won the World Cup or was it the year before I get the dates confused now but within 12 months of the World Cup I think so you you know you can't you can't overlook anyone at this level I feel you're haunted by that Scotland game Uh, David Charlesworth cricket journalist at the Press Association thank you and we just mentioned there it's quite an unfamiliar opponent for the England players but also for most people listening I'd imagine so I suppose the Netherlands captain Peter Saylor about who we should be listening out for in the Dutch team for the series against England we've got a couple of new faces in the squad Tom Cooper is coming back after an 8 year absence strengthening our middle order Tim Pringle is coming into the team with a bit of left arm spin and handy with the bat and Shane Snader who you guys might know from Essex is in the squad for this series a guy who you guys should definitely look out for Vikram Jeet Singh he had a very good series against the West Indies and look a very bright prospect at the top of the order and Buster later balls good wheels uh, in the middle and actually can bet quite decently as well there we are we've heard about the hosts we've discussed England's 14 man squad out here in Amsterdam all that's left to see is if the one day team can replicate the heroics we've seen with the test team in the last few days albeit against slightly more low-key opponents. Exclusive commentary begins at 9.30am on Friday morning on TalkSport 2. Listen on DAB Radio, Smart Speaker, online. And the easiest way and my personal favourite way to listen is on the free TalkSport mobile app. Just search in your app store. TalkSport, you'll see it. It'll be the top thing there. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit follow on this podcast for all the expert reaction from our commentary team on the following on podcast from TalkSport. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan.
With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.